Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1563. Why You're Wasting Your Time Doing Only Long, Slow Aerobic Workouts by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com and I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, welcome back to Optimal Health Daily or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is the podcast where I act as your very own personal narrator and read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs online. All right, and with that, Let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Why You're Wasting Time Doing Only Long, Slow Aerobic Workouts by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com In many of the programs that I write out for my clients who are pursuing fat loss, I include a weekly or bi-weekly long, slow fat-burning session. This is the chance for an individual to train their body how to oxidize and utilize fat efficiently during exercise and is a good opportunity to still burn calories and burn fat without breaking down the body in the same way as a hard session would. After all, if you go hard all the time, every day, you're just gonna get hurt or burn yourself out. But some people, and especially longer distance endurance athletes, such as triathletes, get stuck in a rut performing a long, slow, fat-burning session for nearly every workout, completely avoiding intensity, or just not doing intense workouts or intervals because it takes them outside their comfort zone. There are even trainers, athletes, and coaches who would argue that long, slow, distance training is the ultimate way to get fit since it turns the body into an aerobic machine and allows for superior development of the slow-twitch muscle fibers which take a longer time to fatigue and primarily utilize fat as a fuel. But this really isn't true. As a matter of fact, you're wasting your time in getting subpar results if all you're doing are long, slow aerobic workouts. It's a myth that long, slow distance training is the best way to train. And this holds true for everyone, from the 50-year-old woman trying to shed a few pounds of fat, to the triathlete attempting to qualify for the Ironman World Championships in Kona. Data from animals provides some insight into this issue. In a study published in the Journal of Applied Physiology in 1982, 
researchers observed that peak oxidative capacity of muscle fibers occurred when training sessions were performed at 94% of VO2 max intensity, which is far more difficult than the long, slow fat burning zone. To really get you fit for endurance or for fat burning, try the following workout, which was suggested by Stephen McGregor at the 2010 USAT Art and Science of Triathlon Coaching Symposium and is based on a 1998 study in the Journal of Applied Physiology. It noted that 30-second efforts led to incredibly significant increases in power output, peak power, and VO2. Remember, VO2 is your maximum oxygen consumption during exercise and considered the gold standard measurement of performance potential in something like a triathlon. You'd probably expect the increases in power and VO2 mentioned above, but the interesting part is that the study also found significant increases in the oxidative process of mitochondrial enzymes, which basically means that the body's cells become more highly equipped for efficiency during aerobic activity the type of activity you need during a triathlon or for burning fat. So an example could be 30-second all-out sprints, where you start at four times 30 seconds of all-out sprinting with a two to four minute rest and do that three times a week. Then you'll increase to 10 times 30 seconds all-out sprint with a two and a half minute rest. Do that three times a week. Then follow this for seven weeks. Some people will also argue that hard exercise doesn't increase capillary density in the same way as long, slow-distance workouts, which means that the body wouldn't actually be able to feed sugar and oxygen to muscles quite as well if somebody were doing interval-style training instead of low-intensity, steady-state aerobic training. But data suggests that this isn't true either. A study in the Journal of Physiology back in 1977 showed that high-intensity training, around 80% of your VO2 max, increases capillary density to a greater extent than low-intensity training. In this study, participants did the hard efforts 40 minutes per day, four times a week for eight weeks. Another study in the Journal of Physiology in 2004 found that high-intensity training increased capillary density by 20%. Both studies suggest that high-intensity exercise is significantly effective at increasing both capillary density and capillary growth factor release growth factor being another highly important fitness training response. Obviously, some of these studies are old and some of them were done on animals, but the takeaway message is this. Don't let anyone convince you that long, slow aerobic training is the best way to get fit, even for something like a triathlon. Sure, it should certainly be one component, but high-intensity interval training will get you more bang for your buck, especially if you're pressed for time. You just listened to the post titled, Why You're Wasting Time Doing Only Long, Slow Aerobic Workouts by Ben Greenfield of bengreenfieldfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit 
to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil again here for my commentary. What Ben's trying to say is, don't just stick to one type of workout. That's where you start to plateau and get into a rut. It can get boring, you're not as motivated, so it's just no good all around. Instead, toss in some high-intensity interval training and don't worry about some of those myths that you might have heard. Myths like high-intensity interval-type training really won't help you with long-distance events, but we're learning is that's not necessarily true. When you mix up your training, you're gonna make your body more efficient at everything. You're gonna make your muscles be able to respond to different types of training. You're forcing your heart and lungs to work in a different way, which makes them more efficient. Why? Well, because when you expose your body to different forms of exercise, the body goes, oh, okay, I've done this before. This is not new to me. That means during competition, there's less time for your body having to remember and forcing it to adapt to the situation. Instead, it goes, oh, this is familiar. I've done this before. So that's why you want to incorporate all forms of training. You, of course, want to perform long-distance types of trainings, walking or jogging or bicycling for long periods of time. That's great. But some weeks, add in some high-intensity interval training as well. Incorporate resistance training and stretching or yoga. And again, that's all just making sure that your body's well-balanced and working as efficiently as possible. All right, that'll do it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll be back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.